Hello Space Watchers, I'm Emma, the editor-in-chief of Spacewatch Global, and this is a new episode of Space Cafe Radio, your radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. This is one of our special episodes in collaboration with the Karman Project, an independent, non-profit foundation gathering global leaders who are shaping the future of space. Every year, the Karman Project selects 15 Karman Fellows to foster trust, cooperation, and independent dialogue between global leaders in tech, in science, in business, in politics, and the arts, who want to positively impact space. In six episodes, we will try to tell you what does it mean to actually be a Karman Fellows and be part of the Karman Project, which type of project and goals the Fellows have, and what does this all mean for the space domain. And of course, we will do it through the eyes and words of the Carmon Fellows of the 2023 cohort. I was lucky enough to be part of it, so these interviews are all collected live from the Carmon Week, which in 2023 was in the Maldives. Enjoy the sound of the waves and the tales of how we really want to change the world. Enjoy. Hello, Space Watchers, and welcome back in from the beautiful Atoll of Lamu in the Maldives. I'm having the pleasure and honor to be here with Jacob Malthaus, the Executive Director of the Lunar Foundation and my co-fellow at the Carman Fellowship for 2023. Jacob, how are you doing? So good, Emma. Thanks for doing this today. Are you having a good time in the Maldives? Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. What a treat. And as usual, if you heard a background noise, this is the sound of the waves because we are recording from, from the beach just to give it us all a, a bit of a real flavor of what we are experiencing. So, Jacob, maybe before speaking about the, about the, the project, about the Carmen Week, we could maybe have a quick introduction about yourself. What do you do? What's your life? What is your, your, your job and how come you're here today? Thanks, Emma. Yeah, it really feels like full circle to be here because I began my career uh, on sustainability, actually, working on sustainability issues for the UN Environment Programs, to be surrounded by this wonderful ocean and coral reefs uh, on the small island state of the Maldives uh, is just a wonderful opportunity. My career also spans uh, technical internet policy, and I also started my own company, the .eco Internet Extension. And just in the past few years, I've been drawn in through friends to the world of the space community, and I'm so excited to be here to share some of the lessons that I learned from the communities I've worked in previously to enrich this exciting time in the space community today. Fantastic. And I, I know uh, your experience, I know you worked on the moon, on the moon regulation and moon issues for a, a long time, but maybe I just, I don't want to frame you, so maybe I can just ask you, uh, in your opinion, from your point of view, from your expertise, vision, what is, uh, which are the major challenges that we are facing in our sector nowadays? I mean, absolutely. I, I, full disclosure, I work for the Open Lunar Foundation, so the moon is a central focus of our work. But I was attracted specifically to this issue because it's such a seminal moment in the history of space exploration. It's the first time that humanity is going to explore and settle a new world. We're going to go to the moon and we're going to stay there. And the decisions we make now in our lifetimes will impact the governance of the moon for generations to come. And people will look back on this moment in history and look back on this time and say, how did we do this? Did we do a good job? Did we bring the best of humanity from peace building, from sustainability, from technology, from science, from education, to come together from all nations to build a moon that is truly for all humanity? And I do think that is the key issue that we're facing as we explore space. So you spoke about lunar governance, and of course, this is one of the key topics that we discuss every day at Space Watch Global, and the space community is very involved in that. 
in your opinion, the present framework, in particular, I'm thinking about the Moon Treaty, is it enough to carry humanity to the next step or should be revisioned? Look, this is a great question. I think one of the big challenges and having worked at the UN, I've, I've definitely seen this, that international frameworks are only ever part of the solution. They have to include civil society. They have to include companies. They do have to include governments, but also the public from around the world. We have to think more broadly now because the world itself is so complex in how we engage and think about how we build and, and create a peaceful presence on the moon. And I do think that we need to be unafraid of that complexity. And by investing in things like research and open standards and open projects and collaboration across borders and across sectors and across boundaries between different kinds of institutions, that's how we're going to solve this problem. So we have to not rely on a particular treaty to save us. We can be inspired by it. We can be inspired by the work of those former generations who wrote those treaties and did incredible work to lay those foundations. But we can't just take them for granted. We can't. We, might, we need to build on them and build on them in a way that reflects the best of us today and considers the best of us tomorrow. So which one do you think is the most urgent thing, problem, challenge that we should resolve or we should tackle right now? I'm a huge believer in communication and coordination. So one of the projects we're funding right now, for example, is a, a lunar registry. So a registry for objects and activities that allows us to understand with transparency who is doing what, when, and where uh, on the moon. I think that's a tremendous baseline for coordination and safety. Another example is our lunar policy platform, where we're creating opportunities for informal dialogue between states and between companies to consider what are the norms of operations that we need to have on the moon in the future. And it's those informal discussions and those informal tracks that can often allow us to soften our positions or to create consensus. If we're always discussing in public forums and government forums, it becomes very difficult for us to bridge. And bridging is going to be so key for us if we want to have a peaceful lunar future. And this is very interesting when it comes also to, to speak about geopolitics, because we know that the, the moon is going to be a, a, a place where several countries want to go. We can see it right now. We know that the US and China are both going. Um, so I suppose this type of communication, this type of registry is also meant to basically put multiple nations in contact and in communication, correct? I think that's right. I think the idea of unintended consequences or of a misunderstanding, that generates risk and it causes a chilling effect across how we move forward together. And so if we know that we can talk to somebody, if we know that we have always an opportunity and a path line for communication, then we have a step before conflict. And that's really critical. So how is the Karman Project allowing to develop this vision? Where, where does the Karman Project uh, kicks in? And the Karman Project is an incredible opportunity. It is bringing together people from a hugely diverse array of backgrounds and from diverse countries. There are representatives here from China, from Russia, from the Maldives, from the United States, from Africa, from Kenya, from Europe, who are all here representing not just their country and their nationality, but themselves as individuals and a generation of leaders to come. And so I'm so honored to be a part of that and to see the incredible energy and insight that's in the room and to make just friends. At the end of the day, friendships are the things that hold us back. They, they encourage us to be our best selves. That's what you want from your friendships. And I think when I think about the moon, I think if it is a place of friendship where friends are working together, then maybe future generations will look back on what we've done and be proud of us.
And I think it's crucial that we start to lay the foundation of this friendship right now, because otherwise the things might get very complicated in the future if we just go to the moon with a kind of belligerent attitude. That's right. Okay. So where am I going to find Jacob in 10 years' time? What's your goal? What's your vision? What's your projection? In 10 years' time, I'm going to meet you again. I'm going to interview again. Where will you be? Or what will you have achieved? I would love for us to look back on the commitments that we've made at Carmen Week this week and say, we did it. We made those commitments a success and look at the vibrancy we've created. We've gone from a, a community that is emerging and growing and has potential to a community that we can really be proud of, that cares about and supports civil society, that considers everyone in its decision-making processes and who puts uh, friendship and communication first. That's what I want in 10 years. Fantastic, Jacob. This is true. Probably our, maybe our audience doesn't know it, but as part of our fellowship, we are requested to, to give commitments uh, to actually explain how we want to leverage on each other's skills to, to bring this discussion forward, to bring out our vision of a true peaceful cooperation in space. And, and Jacob rock and rolled. <laughs> you really come up with some fantastic ideas. So uh, this is completely true. Jacob, I thank you so much for your time, for your experience. Uh, I'm looking forward to interview again and to just know how is the Lunar Foundation developing. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much and thank you for Spacewatch Global and the commitment that you have to highlighting and creating accountability in the community. It's wonderful. Thank you very much. And from the Maldives, this is it. I will see you or talk to you to the next episode of Space Cafe Radio. Thank you very much. If you want to keep the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global. Subscribe to our newsletters, and of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Emma Gatti, Editor-in-Chief of Space Watch Global, your independent perspective on space. See you next time. Ciao.